Section 1 of Birds, Volume 3, Number 4, April 1898. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in October 2020. Aviaries An admirer of birds recently said to us, much is said of the brilliant specimens which you have presented in your magazine, but I confess that they have not been the most attractive to me. Many birds of no special beauty of plumage seem to me far more interesting than those which have little more than bright colours and a pretty song to recommend them to the observer. He did not particularise, but a little reflection will readily account for the justness of his opinion. Many plain birds have characteristics which indicate considerable intelligence and may be watched and studied with continued and increasing interest. To get sufficiently near to them in their native haunts for this purpose is seldom practicable, hence the limited knowledge of individual naturalists who are often mere generalizers and the necessity of the accumulated knowledge of many patient students in an aviary of sufficient size in which there is little or no interference with the natural habits of the birds a vast number of interesting facts may be obtained and the birds themselves suffer no harm but are rather protected from it such an aviary is that of mr j w sefton of san diego california in a recent letter mrs sefton pleasantly writes of it for the benefit of readers of birds she says my aviary is out in the grounds of our home it is built almost entirely of wire protected only on the north and west by an open shed under which the birds sleep build their nests and gather during the rains which we occasionally have throughout the winter months the building is forty feet long twenty feet wide and at the centre of the arch is seventeen feet high Running water trickles over rocks, affording the birds the opportunity of bathing as they desire. There are 47 varieties of birds and about 400 specimens. The varieties include a great many whose pictures have appeared in birds. Quail, partridge, doves, skylarks, starlings, bobolinks, robins, blackbirds, buntings, grosbeaks, blue mountain lorry, cockatiel, rosellas, grass parakeet, java sparrows, canaries, nonpareils, nightingales, cardinals of North and South America, and a large number of rare foreign finches. Indeed, nearly every country of the world has a representative in the aviary. We have hollow trees in which the birds of the parrot family set up housekeeping. They lay their eggs on the bottom of the hole, make no pretension of building a nest, and sit three weeks. The young birds are nearly as large as the parents, and are fully feathered and coloured when they crawl out of the home nest. We have been very successful raising two broods of cockatiel and one of rosellas last season. They lay from four to six round white eggs. We have a number of bobwhite and California quail. Last season one pair of bobwhites decided to go to housekeeping in some bush in a corner, and the hen laid twenty-three eggs, 
while another pair made their nest in the opposite corner and the hen laid nine eggs after sitting two weeks the hen with the nine eggs abandoned her nest when the male took her place upon the eggs only leaving them for food and water and finally brought out six babies two days after the other hen hatched twenty-three little ones for six days the six followed the lone cock around the aviary when three of them left him and went over to the others a few days later another little fellow abandoned him and took up with the california quail hen the next day the poor fellow was alone every chick having deserted him the last one remained with his adopted mother over two weeks but at last he too went with the crowd these birds seemed just as happy as though they were unconfined to the limits of an aviary we have had this aviary over two years and have raised a large number of birds all are healthy and happy although they are out in the open both day and night all the year round many persons observant of the happiness and security of our family of birds have brought us their pets for safekeeping being unwilling after seeing the freedom which our birds enjoy to keep them longer confined in small cages around the fountain are calla lilies flags and other growing plants small trees are scattered about and the merry whistles and sweet songs testify to the perfect contentment of this happy family yes these birds are happy in such confinement they are actually deprived of nothing but the opportunity to migrate they have abundance of food are protected from predatory animals hawks conscienceless hunters small boys and nature herself who destroys more of them than all other instrumentalities combined under the snow like the bodies of hundreds of frozen birds whenever the winter has seemed unkind a walk in the park just after the thaw in early march reveals to us the remorselessness of winter they have no defence against the icy blast of a severe season and yet how many escape its ruthlessness on the first day of march we saw a white-breasted sparrow standing on the crust of snow by the roadside when we came up close to it it flew a few yards and alighted as we again approached thinking to catch it and extending our hand for the purpose it flew farther away on apparently feeble wing it was in need of food the whole earth seemed covered with snow and where food might be found was the problem the poor sparrow was no doubt considering yes the birds are happy when nature is bountiful and they are none the less happy when man provides for them with humane tenderness for two years we devoted a large room which we never thought of calling an aviary to the exclusive use of a beautiful pair of hearts mountain canaries in that short time they increased to the number of more than three dozen all were healthy many of them sang with ecstasy especially when the sun shone brightly in the warm of the sun they would lie with wings raised and seem to fairly revel in it they would bathe once every day sometimes twice and like the english sparrows and the barnyard fowl they would wallow in dry sand provided for them they would recognize a call note and become attentive to its meaning 
take a seed from the hand or the lips derive infinite pleasure from any vegetable food of which they had long been deprived if a sparrow-hawk which they seemed to see instantly appeared at a great height they hastily took refuge in the darkest corner of the room venturing to the windows only after all danger seemed past at the first glimmering of dawn they twittered preened and sang a prodigious welcome to the morn and as the evening shades began to appear they became as silent as midnight and put their little heads away under their delicate yellow wings charles c marble end of section one